0: There are a myriad of benefits to keeping up with your thoughts, ideas, and emotions. Journaling, or keeping a diary, improves your health both mentally and physically. It provides an outlet for you that no one else can see. Journaling allows you to express your thoughts, emotions, concerns, all that stuff in a safe and friendly environment. This week, we're going to look into some of the benefits we get from keeping a journal. But before we get started, Will, what have you been fighting this week?
1: Uh, not a ton of stuff. I, um, I'm learning how to write Windows services in Delphi and learning how to do threading in Delphi, um, which is actually not that bad. Really? Uh, it's very similar to C Sharp, uh, thankfully, just different stuff, you know, like the best yeah. practices are close enough. Well, um, that's cool. So that it, it's not too bad, and I'm just doing a whole lot of specs and stuff at the moment. Um, we're about to, you know, get into another, uh, it's not really a sprint, like another marathon of coding. (laughs) I don't know a better way to put it. Cause you know, like we don't do like the short sprints. It's like, here's, here's a whole bunch of stuff. It's not quite waterfall, but it's, you know, build the stuff up, get all the things in place. And then we go for a long while and, you know, adjust as needed while we're in there. So it's, uh, it's not agile, but it's not quite waterfall either. Is it more like what waterfall was supposed to be? Uh, it's, it can be like we have, um, like, we don't have a defined sprint length. It's just mm. here's the stuff we're all working on, but it, we iterate on it as we go. So there's not like a sprint retrospective or any of that kind of stuff.
0: Well, see, that's all parts of Scrum, which, yeah. are, which is a, a subset of Agile. So you could be doing some Agile, some other type of Agile.
1: Yeah, I mean, there. like we have daily stand-ups and all that. It's, it's mainly just, hey, we've got a crap ton of stuff to do and we can't waste very much time in meetings at all. Um, and and so that's where it is. So I'm, I'm learning a lot of new stuff. It's fun. So Mm -hmm.
0: how about you? I am sore. Uh, I started the six week challenge at a local gym in town. Uh, it's been a while since I've worked out, uh, like that. And I am way out of shape a lot worse than I thought it was. Uh, it's kind of like a boot camp thing. And like when I went in there and Ended up signing up for the challenge. It they they have classes and it's kind of like they work with weights and stuff. I'm like, all right, this will be a lot of fun. And then I went for my introductory class today, and they had us running. Uh-huh. And I have a little bit of exercise-induced asthma, so I I got out there and like we we come in. They teach us the the movements we're gonna do, and then we go out and we do this like we do a 200 meter run. We come back. And they say, all right, now we're going to do the actual workout go do a 200 meter run. I'm like, we just got back from one. Yeah. (laughs) You want me to run out there again? I got to run back. (laughs) And so, we go do the 200 meter run, I get back, and after 400 meters, I was just out. I I could walk, like, I would rather walk 500 miles than run 500 meters.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't enjoy running either. Um, you know, I mean, I'll do kettlebell swings and all that for, mm-hmm. you know, for the aerobic benefit. And yes, you can get oh yeah plenty of that. Um, my thing is, is I don't want to be like three miles away from the house when I get hurt. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's really nice. If I get hurt in my garage, like the freezer is right there with an ice pack in it. Yeah. Like I just, like if I can make it 10 feet, I can get an ice pack. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to worry about dogs or heat or the fact that it's raining. It's just,
0: it's nice. Um, yeah. Or Nashville drivers. Oh yeah, there is that. There's that. It just like I got back from the second two hundred meter run and I was winded. I couldn't breathe. I was wheezing. It was it was terrible. And then we had to do you know squats and kettlebell swings and all that stuff. Uh and so it just I did not do well um on that part of it. Uh though I will say I did totally rock the kettlebells thanks to uh to Iron Tamer's training david whitley that we had on the show uh last year i believe yeah. yep uh he uh he trained me with kettlebells and so i i went in there and they said okay go get go get a weight you're comfortable with and so i'll walk over to the heavier ones and pick up one of the 24 kilos
1: yeah which is the starting men's size in yeah. russia <laughs> and, actually, actually i think in some parts of russia it's the starting children's size but <laughs> that's another thing
0: but i uh so, I just, yeah, I grabbed it, I cleaned it and walked over and then set it down. And everybody's looking at me because, like, everyone else in the class went over to the lightweight ones. Yeah. <laughs> and the the instructor said, I, I don't think you want to use that one. That's a little heavy. I'm like, uh, and I'm like, that's. Yeah, we have a different crowd. Yeah. I'm like, that's what I started with when I started learning. And they're like, oh, you know kettlebells. Okay. So, they let me try it. And after seeing my form in my swings, he's like, all right, yeah, you Pick whatever weight you want you you know this, like they came over and they watched me, and then they started telling people, do what he's doing, yeah <laughs> while we were in the class, like you know like see how he's he's doing this, that's what you want to get, and that stuff, so it was- it's really handy having uh one of um
1: Pavel's, you know well Whitley was one of Pavel's top people for years and years, yeah. Um, and th- he's a close personal friend.
0: Yeah. And like he, so. he drilled in the form when I learned it and I'm sure he did with you. Oh, and yeah. then when you and I were working out, we were helping each other with that. So like that part of it, I got, um, so it was the rest of it was painful. Um, though what wasn't painful was last week I took a class on Python at work. That was Awesome. I really enjoyed it. The class was an introduction, but I'm really looking forward to the advanced course coming out later this year. Speaking of Python, I've got something Python-related for IoTs. <laughs> So this is an article that lists out the essential Python packets to get started building an Internet of Things device using Python as the language. It's called IoT with Python Essential Packages. It includes some familiar ones like TKinter for the GUI and MySQL for the database, but it also has some that are designed for data science and analytics and other things that you might use in IoT. It lists out each package and shows screenshots along with the description. If you're wanting to get started building something with lots of sensors or taking in large amounts of data, Python might be a really good option. And this is a great place to get started with that. And I'll include a link to the article in the show notes. Who's talking to us this week?
1: Uh, We got a tweet from James Cody, pound, 100 days of code, uh, day four and five. Work And military obligations are keeping me busy this weekend, so mostly just listening to at complete dev pod to learn on the drive to and from the armory
0: so uh first off, well, I think those are called hashtags I like to call them pounds <laughs> you would <laughs> that's what we always called them growing up. it's like, well, that's what it was it was the pound sign, yeah, yeah. and that on the phone it was, you called it pound, yeah, and stuff, so yeah, i know i, I i'm I'm old school <laughs> anyways uh. James, thanks so much for, uh, for listening to us. And that's awesome that you're participating in 100 days of coding. Yeah. You know, uh, I, we both understand work. Neither one of us understand military obligations, but we completely respect that. And thank you for your service. Send us an email with your contact information because we've got a complete developer water bottle just for you. Guys, if you'd like your very own complete developer water bottle, leave us a review on iTunes or comment on the website or any of our social media. We post all of our episodes to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Google+. We're also on Path, Instagram, and Tumblr. You can check us out each week on our live feed where we talk about what's going on in the tech world and answer some listener questions. Join the conversation anytime via Slack by going to slack.completedevelopernetwork.com. So we're going to start this episode off with a quote from Susan Sontag in her book, Reborn Journals and Notebooks 1947 through 1963. It says, in the journal, I do not just express myself more openly than I could to any person. I create myself. The journal is a vehicle for my sense of selfhood. It represents me as emotionally and spiritually independent.
1: A journal is a personal record of thoughts, emotions, and experiences that are kept on a regular basis. The idea of recording personal thoughts is an ancient one going back centuries. At its core, keeping a journal is about tracking and decluttering your thoughts. It could be a diary, an activity log, an idea tracker, or just a place you use to track important things. People keep journals for different reasons. The benefits of writing in a journal are well-documented. Almost any self-help book you read will tell you to start a journal.
0: This episode starts a series on journaling. First, we'll talk about the health benefits of keeping a journal, and then we'll delve into the ways that it can help you grow in your personal and work life. And once we've shown all you can get from journaling, we'll have an episode about getting started in it, where we'll discuss what you need to know to get started and some tips and tricks to help you along the way. Now, before we get into the benefits of journaling, we want to start with talking about the different ways that you can keep a journal or use journaling to your advantage. Once we've gone over that, we'll get into the health benefits of keeping one, which we've broken down into how journaling improves both your mental health and your physical health. So, starting off, the types of journals. And the first one we have listed is the gratitude journal.
1: A simple way to start journaling is to begin by writing down things you're grateful for. And you'll see people do this a lot
0: around the holidays. It's become a really popular thing on social media to do like uh, 28 days of Thanksgiving, stuff like that, of like where each day they will list something that they're thankful for. However, social media posts are shared publicly. And this is more about personal growth and the benefits you get from writing these down for no one but you to see. When doing this, you want to focus on a few deep things rather than a lot of more superficial ones. And that does tend to happen a lot with the social media posts is people looking for something to write as I'm thankful for this today. They just grab whatever's available because they're trying to get something out that day.
1: Well, and you also think about the other people looking at it. Yeah. So you tend to internally edit. One of the things I use when I when I'm journaling and I don't really do the gratitude journal, but um, you know, some of the others, is I want an unfiltered stream of consciousness. And then I can come back to it and look at it. And you'd be surprised at the the amount of stuff that you'll see in there coming back and looking at it again yeah. later.
0: Studies show the effects of writing about gratitude too often tend to cause them to wear off. It's suggested that you only Write about gratitude about once a week or less, though you do want to do it on a regular basis. So if it's once a week, once a month, or even just once a year, that's fine, so long as you're doing it on a regular basis.
1: So another thing that people tend to journal a little bit um, is they'll actually keep a dream journal. Keep a notepad or journal beside your bed for writing down your dreams at night. So like when you wake up and you've had some kind of weird dream, you write it down Mm-hmm. You've got it there.
0: Now this is best done with uh, pen and pencil and paper, uh, as opposed to putting it on your phone or something like that, because the screens and the lights can really prevent you from getting back to sleep. Also, they have a lot of temptation to browse Facebook,
1: yep, or to post your weird dream on social media because it seems like a great idea at two o'clock in the morning. If you've had a few, uh, you yeah, know. you know, yeah, it's like you had greasy pizza and vodka for dinner.
0: It's like, it's not a we have not done that since college, yeah,
1: but <laughs> um, this can provide insight into the subconscious processing going on while you sleep. You may not realize something's important until you dream about it, especially repeatedly.
0: In addition, you could be missing someone or something. And dream about them. So, it's, it's interesting because it really gives a lot of insight into what's going on deep down that even other types of journaling would not get to because that's so deep. You don't know it until you look back at your dream journal and you go, oh, I haven't talked to that person in five years. Yeah. I must have been like thinking about them or something must have reminded me of them. You
1: know, or you have, uh, you know, like recurring dreams that are, that kind of have the same theme, and you start to realize, okay, this is, this is an indicator of a loss of control, you know, those kind of things.
0: Or it Um, may be you're something that you're really thinking about or that you're not, you didn't realize bothered you as much as it did until you look back at your dream journal and you go, you know, over the last two or three weeks, I've had several dreams about that situation and. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a uh, concrete example of
1: this. Um, um, you know, like I, I mean, I had a dream last night actually that there was a wild boar out in the yard laying there snorting, and the neighbors were complaining. And then I called Metro Animal Control, and they said, "Yeah, we'll come pick it up. You're obligated to pay a $1,200 fee." And you know, there's a lot of financial stuff going on right yeah. now. Like it's just like you're getting hit with stuff that's that you can't really control very well. Mm-hmm. And so, like that's where that came from. Yeah. Now, I could have had several of those over a period of a few weeks that I have since forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the big thing with a dream journal is you lose dreams
0: pretty quick. Now, that's why you want to to keep them written down so that you you can go back and look through them. The next type of journal is the goal and values journal. A goals journal is a place for you to write down your goals and keep track of them. You want to break them down using the smart methodology that we've talked about in the past and keep a daily or weekly account of your progress towards them. We kind of do this on the show with our intro to the show and then our live feed where we talk about what's going on. And then we have our end of the year episode where we go back and we review our goals from the previous year. And honestly, when I'm writing them, I go back through our show notes. And look for places I'm like, all right, so this is when that happened. This is when that happened. Uh, And we, we can do that because we write those down and we keep track of them. And you can start this with just a simple list of goals. Then as you work towards each of them, write down the progress you've made. You'll be able to come back and look at how much you've accomplished towards those goals later on. Uh, this reminds me a lot, when I, was, when I was creating this outline, I was thinking of when I was a kid, I hated mowing the lawn. I loved getting the $20 to go see a movie or go to a concert after I got done, but I hated the actual job of mowing the lawn. It was just tedious and just like back and forth and just annoying to me. And what I ended up doing was as I would go along, I'd get tired and just frustrated with it. I'd stop and look back at what I had done.
1: Yeah. And um, towards that end, I I thought I would read a couple of things from two years ago from my journal. Mm -hmm. The podcast crossed 5,000 downloads just before the end of the month. The growth rate is good, but still appears to be leveling. So we need to do more on that. I've contacted some folks for potential interviewing.
0: That was before we started doing interviews.
1: Yeah. Like that was two years ago. Yeah. Um, And, and so it's, it's really neat to look back on this stuff, and there's there's notes about stuff like that was going on with you. Um, you know, like two years ago, I was having really bad fatigue. I was grinding my teeth at night. I remember that. Um, you know, there was there was some office politics going on at work. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and that's when I installed Linux Mint on my desktop
0: <laughs> here, uh, right, like two years yeah. ago. Uh, you wouldn't do dual boot. You're like, I'm all or nothing.
1: Yeah. I remember that. And that it's when we bought the, okay. the recording equipment that we're recording on, yeah. right? Like right. looking back on this stuff gives you a real retrospective. Like, cause I mean, I could be really ticked off at our numbers this month. I'm not because they're, they're higher than normal, but they're, you know, they're on the upward trend, but let's say it was dipping down. If I saw that, Oh, we just crossed 5k for the month, like that would be abysmal right now, <laughs> right? Like we would just be like, what is going, you know, something major's wrong. Like it's even more than ticking people off. Like, yeah, yeah. um, and, and being able to look back on that is really, um, it's really it, it, nice it puts
0: things in perspective. Also track what's in your way and preventing you from reaching your goals. So I'm sure when talking about our numbers, when Apple made the change and the numbers drop, you, you talked about that. In, yeah. your, in your monthly journal. Oh, yeah. Um, so, put that in there so that when you look back, you can go, oh, or put that in there so that when you come across a similar problem, you can look back and go, how did I fix this? I do that in my work log. Like, I have a the joke, it's, it's a black notebook that I have, that it, they call it my work Bible. Yeah. Um, and when I'm working on something, I'll write down what the problem is and what the solution was. And that way, if I ever face that problem again, we had something come up today, and I was talking to another developer about it. I was like, you know, I think I've faced this before. Let me grab my book and look. And sure enough, I found the solution, and we didn't have to go through and figure it out. I just said, hey, try this, and it worked.
1: Yeah. And if you do like me and you do it on your computer, you can search. Yeah. The text.
0: You know, um, that ties me to a computer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it. Um, uh-huh. And my, I only do mine uh, monthly for the most part.
0: Yeah. So, also, and that's a little bit of a different thing than a goals journal because it's just yeah. sort of a,
1: a. But I have, uh, I have like goals, and I have a retrospective, and I, like it's mine's all jammed together. Yeah, I know
0: a good format to use for your goals journal is something like a scrum stand-up, Doing it for each goal that you're working on. So if you're you're doing it weekly because you need to do it regularly. We're just going to use weekly as a as an example. So what I write in mine is done doing and impedes. And so the the done is write down what you did the previous week working towards that goal. And then the doing is where you write down what you plan to do this week to work towards that goal. And the reason I do that is because that way I can look at, hey, what did I plan to do this week? And did I get that done? And, you know, did I not? Were there things here or there that, you know, I didn't get my goals. I can adjust them and it makes for a better process going along.
1: Right. And I, you know, I kind of did that over last year with all the injuries and stuff. Like I couldn't keep weightlifting on there when you have a hernia. Yeah. You know, like that's just not going to happen.
0: Speaking of injuries, the next thing you put on there is your impediments or I put impedes, And this is where you write down what stands in your way. And sort of if it is long term or short term, so it may be something short term like, oh, I'm going out of town for five days and we can't record next week. Right. So that's not going to be a goal, you know, or it could be you got injured And can't weightlift for six six months. months. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's a, that's more of a long term impediment. And that's when you go and you, you adjust and you can come back and review these and you can look at, all right, am I trying to be too ambitious? Are my, what I plan to do for this week way higher than what I'm actually getting done?
1: If, and if it's either of us, it'll be way too ambitious because we're (laughs) both. Uh, kind of the same way. I, I got to ask you something about the way you do yours. Do you have, uh, you know, when you're you're talking about the impediments, do you write down how you like? It's not just the impediment, but how you mentally reacted to it. Yeah, like uh, your like your not your feelings, but like the. I, emotional... I write down
0: how I got around it or how it's affecting what's going on.
1: Yeah, Because I, I get a lot more of of how I feel about it, um, j- just like the raw. I mean, it's a little bit more raw, I guess. And I'm not sure if that's better or worse. It
0: seems to be helpful. I think it it is. I'm using it very specifically. And this is the, the thing. You keep all of your stuff in one journal. Yeah. I have multiple journals. And so, I cross-reference. So, if I'm going back through my journal that has like how I'm feeling and stuff... And I see where I'm like angry for two or three weeks. I'll cross reference with my goals journal and say, "All right, what was going on those two or three weeks? What was I working on that made that you know could have affected this?" Or you yeah, know, that's that. why
1: I, I I used to do that. And that's why I jammed them all together because <laughs> I'm not, not cross referencing
0: a bunch of files. Who are you kidding me? <laughs> I I spent way too much time in academia. That's yeah, problem. um, so. It, while goal journals track what you're doing towards your SMART goals, value journals track what you're doing towards your personal mission statement. Now, these are done less frequently. Uh, Will and I do them quarterly where we'll get together and we'll go, all right, what are we doing as a podcast or as a network moving towards our overall goals that we want? Um, and then uh, we also do them annually. They focus on the bigger picture and can include long term goals. Though, from my perspective, I think they should be tracked separately from your goal journal. Yeah. Because these are your bigger things. So you have like a once a quarter or once a year where I go and I write down, all right, this is what all is I'm kind of doing towards this. Whereas your day to day in and out detailed stuff you would not want.
1: Yeah. It's almost like your goals journal are the steps on the stairs and the Like the values journal is
0: the door at the
1: top to get in where you want to be.
0: So the final type of journal that we're going to talk about is an ideas journal. Ideas come and go quickly. So it's a good idea to have a small journal or notebook to write them down when you have them. I know I use my phone a lot for this with the notepad on there. I use Noseby for that. Yeah. But I also have pen and paper by the bed to do that. Um, Keep it handy. In all sorts of situations, good ideas come all the time. We just don't take advantage of them. Um, that's something a lot of
1: people ask us is how we come up with all the podcast ideas. And you don't realize it until you've done this a little while, but you're swimming in them. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, talking about good ideas that, that nothing ever came of, for me at least, my mom's laptop is getting older. So I took her over to Best Buy mother's day just to look at laptops i'm like all right we're gonna we're gonna get you a new laptop we just want to find what you want right um of course what does my mom like the most the macbooks Uh (laughs) uh-huh so i took her over to the chromebooks but when we walked in they had some items on sale and one of them was a roomba and she looked at it she's like what is that I said, oh, that's one of those little robots that goes around and cleans your floor. Like on Star Wars. <laughs> well, she looked She looked at that and she looked at me, she's like, didn't you try to make one of those for a science fair project when you were younger? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I had this idea back in the early nineties and yeah. never went anywhere with it. Had yeah. I, I'd be buying you that MacBook right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Or just some Apple
1: shares. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you know, but this is this is why you want to write these ideas down. The other thing is you you want to act on them, uh, especially when they're that good. But um, this is one of the more interesting journals. It's very loosely structured, and it's not something that you set aside a specific time to work on. It's just you write in it as they come up. However, you do want to review it on a regular basis to keep fresh on your ideas. You, like, briefly go over any ideas you've written down that day. And then once a month or once a quarter, look back at your better ideas and start formulating a plan to accomplish them.
1: Well, the other thing I do a lot of times is I'll, you know, I have the ideas in a list. It's not in, in a journal. It's just like, I've got a bucket that I dump them in. Yeah. Um, But when I start getting stuck creatively at work on a problem, I'll just go through those. And it's, it's almost like the act of looking at something else will, oh, yeah. will kick it off in my brain. So like, I just keep them there, even if I'm not going to do anything with them.
0: Well, we use a Kanban board for our topic ideas for the show. Yeah. And one column is just ideas. And I keep that open all the time. It's on my phone. Yep. And I can just go in there. And if an idea comes to me, I can just go write it down. You go through there. We've got about 160 or 70, but I think only about 125 of those are viable ideas. Some of them are just like thoughts that we had randomly. But still, the two of us doing that... We've got three years of podcast episodes ideas already there.
1: Yeah, and that's the part that people think is the hard part is coming up with ideas, and that's like business ideas. Um, you know, I was at Microconf a couple of weeks ago, and people were talking about that. They're like, "How do you come up with a business idea?" And the people that had you know kind of been at this a while are looking around, going, "Um, how do you not?" Yeah, (laughs) you know, because they're like you're around them all
0: the time. Yeah, you just you. you you have to be looking at it that way, and that's something that, that you and I in the podcast realm have learned to do. Because when we first started, we weren't like that. Oh, yeah. It was so much
1: pain yeah. trying to come up with an episode idea. Like the emails and, and the hangouts going back and forth on <laughs> uh, like Saturday evening to Sunday evening. Just, ah, oh, what are we going to write about? Okay. Well, you know yeah. And
0: now it's, who's writing the episode this week? Because we're just going to go grab a topic, or we've got one yeah. already in mind. So, that's, that's great. It's completely nonchalant at this point. So, now that we've talked about the different types of journals that you can have, that kind of sets the stage for what we really want to get into in this episode, and that is the benefits, specifically the health benefits. And we're going to start with mental health. First one under mental health, and I think the most important one, is that it reduces stress and anxiety.
1: Journaling has the same therapeutic effect as talking with a good listener. By putting stress into words, it's less likely to take root inside you and run your life. So, you're like, you don't sit and perseverate on
0: something. It's like once it gets it out, mm-hmm. it's out. Yeah, you you can put it out there in a safe place where it's talking to someone about it. Like, yeah. I know I can vent to you and it's perfectly fine. Right. Like, you're, you're not going to go and be like, you wouldn't believe what Beach said. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Well, it's not
1: when you're venting. It's when you're mouthing
0: off. <laughs> well, that's a
1: completely different. Uh, you know, there, there's a reason that we don't get put on speakerphone necessarily. Um, that's very true. But yeah, like having, you know, having that kind of sounding board and it, it just, it kind of calms you down and lets you stay in the present moment instead of getting wound up over, you know, some slight or some fear, past and future. The other thing I find too is like, you know, you, you clarify the way you're thinking about things like as you write stuff down you'll get insight into your thought process that you would never have um you know because i've i've written stuff down actually in the last few weeks where i've i've gone back through you know what i wrote down i was like oh wow that really sounds completely different than the way i've been thinking about it mhm and you realize no i you know that's that's there
0: by doing this routinely you'll get to know what makes you feel happy and confident or Sad and inadequate. You you begin to see trends in there. You'll also better identify situations and people who are toxic in your life.
1: Yeah, um, going back t- again to my journal from two years ago, there's some people mentioned in there. I cut them off that month. I hadn't talked to them since. Yeah, I remember that.
0: Yeah, and I know the people you're talking about. And yeah, and your life has improved. Like I, and you know, if I if I have to talk to them, they'll be right where I left them. That's very true. (laughs) That's sad, but true. Yeah. The next is that it increases your emotional intelligence. This sort of goes along with the removing toxic people from your life, but emotional intelligence or EQ is the ability to perceive and manage your emotions and understand those of others. You know, by journaling, we're better able to process our own emotions and have an increased self awareness. Now, that increased self-awareness acts as a bridge of empathy, helping to understand others' feelings. So, the better we understand ourselves, like the more that I journal and I become self-aware and I understand what makes me tick, what makes me have these feelings and these thoughts, I am better able to look at a situation and go, you know, that would really piss me off. No wonder he's acting so mad.
1: Yeah, or looking at a situation and being able to go, okay, if this continues to go this way, it's going to get somewhere I don't want to be, and then
0: exit. Increased emotional intelligence allows for a much deeper connection with other people. You and I have been friends for a long time. We have a, like, we can just look at each other and know what the other's thinking.
1: And it's usually dirty,
0: but (laughs) that's true. But we, we have that deeper connection. As you increase your EQ, you're able to get that with people further out. You don't have to spend twenty some odd years getting to know someone to have that kind of a connection. Um, it also creates mindfulness,
1: and mindfulness will cause you to live in the present. You know, we talked uh, before a little bit, but like, you know, you're you're frustrated or angry over things in the past, or you're fearful over things in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, the moment is the place where you can actually be happy.
0: Yeah, um, those past frustrations and future anxieties, they kind of lose their edge when you're focused on the present. I, I know there have been a few times recently, but several throughout my life where I've been really anxious about things in the future. Like, I don't know how the situation is going to go um, when I was going through my divorce. I remember that. Because uh, especially before she'd actually filed when I didn't know what was going to happen. That was one of the most anxious times in my life, because I did not know where things were going to go, what was going to happen. And, you know, the future was uncertain. Um, I knew we were having a lot of problems. I knew that it was going that direction, but I didn't know if it was possible to salvage it. I was doing everything I could to salvage that relationship. And, you know, I'm actually really glad that she ripped the bandaid and just ended it, because that could have been a lot worse emotionally for me than it was. But had I been more mindful and been more able to stay in the present, one I would have been able to focus on school better, but also I would not have gone through all of that. The the anxiety would have still been there, but it wouldn't have been as harsh on me. Yeah. And journaling kind of helps to to deal with that. It, it also helps pull kind of your scattered mind that's thinking about, you know, that's worried about the future and is frustrated about the past. And it it causes you to be able to be an active participant in your own thought process. So like you can write down your thoughts and your feelings and then go back and, and review them. And then you're, you're thinking about the way you're thinking.
1: Yeah. It, it gets rid of the analytical overlay too, because you usually do that like not in the moment. It's usually, you know, a month, two months, a year, a couple years later, you look at it and you go, okay, what was going on there? And that's hugely advantageous because now you can tweak now that you're not emotionally invested in it.
0: It's funny. I went back and looked at some of the journals as I was cleaning out my parents' house that I wrote when we were in college. I can tell a drastic difference between the person I was sophomore year and the person I was senior year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I remember <laughs> that transition. You know, and um I even, you know, I saw my grandfather's journal. Um And just to, as an aside, he and his driver, this was at the either at the tail end of the war or right after. They saw a dead cow by the side of the road. They're in Germany. And they drove down a gravel path. And they ended up at Buchenwald concentration camp. And so, like, you know, he of course, he was very limited in what he would write because he was mm-hmm. you know really careful about the the intelligence implications of what he wrote but like you could see that um in what he wrote and that's that's essentially my grandfather speaking to me yeah uh, as far as that goes you know you're um you're, you you can also throw something way out into the future no yeah. your your kids may read your journal someday
0: circling back you know for him that writing and then years later when he may have bad dreams or something about it and going back and looking back at what he wrote served as a form of meditation. It it does for a lot of people that the act of writing things down and and also reviewing them. Yeah. Now uh, next, journaling can help boost your self-esteem. You know, confidence helps us overcome new challenges and get rid of old habits, but low self-esteem can cause you to undermine your own ability to improve.
1: Especially when you don't see your accomplishments, because like once you're past the goalpost, you, you tend to forget, um, you know, I mean, heck, look at the way that, you know, you and I were both reacting when our numbers went down. it's like, it, you know, like the amount they went down was was just a absolute record month at one point. That's true. And being able to put that in perspective, it's like, yeah, we, we lost that. And that was like, what, less than 30 percent. Had we not had that background, we would have looked at that as we we're failing, not, OK, this is a setback.
0: What you really want to do, and this goes back to the mindfulness, is to focus on your daily accomplishments. Uh, I mean, we, we've kind of hit on this a little bit throughout this mental health section of the episode, but something that we kind of tell people a lot is, yeah, you need to learn from the past and you need to plan for the future, but you have to live in the present.
1: Yeah, and I would almost say that uh, you know, writing down your daily accomplishments is planning for the future. Even if the only accomplishment you had today is not strangling the guy in the next cube, <laughs> you know what? You're not going to jail tomorrow. And maybe tomorrow, you can
0: actually be nice to the guy because mm-hmm. now it's a step up. It's fine. Oh. You, you want to write down a few positive things about yourself every day to just help boost that up. Finally, under mental health, it helps strengthen relationships. And this is going to combine several of the things that we've already talked about. But first off, working through your problems on paper. Helps you get to the emotions, helps you to get the emotions out and put them down and look at them before you actually confront people and talk to them about it.
1: Right. So, if you do the thing where you, um, you have a problem with somebody and you explode and then you calm down after and it's, it's like, okay, this really bothers me, this can get rid of the explosion so that right. you can kind of have a shorter conversation and fix things and not alienate people.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm very glad no one else can see our Hangouts conversations because you and I do this to each other. Yeah. Like, where we'll get really frustrated about something and we'll just blow up over Hangouts. And, And then, like, you know, I, when I see that happening, I'm like, all right, he's gonna, he's frustrated. And, you know, I'm sure you do the same thing. You're like, oh, be just mad at somebody, and he he needs he ha- still has to deal with them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because that's a great way to do it, and especially when you're you're working, and it's like, yeah, you pull out a journal and start writing stuff down. People are going to look at you funny, but if you're a programmer typing on your keyboard, yeah, nobody's going to think twice about it. Uh, especially the way you type, because you already type angrily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, actually, I got to get a new
1: keyboard at work. The, the one I've got, I've had for longer than I've had a keyboard. <laughs> um, you know, like it's lasted a really long time, but it's starting to stick. Mm-hmm. So, and that's for me beating the crap out
0: of it. <laughs> I, I totally believe that. So, along the same lines, emotional honesty increases as you become more self-aware from tracking your thoughts and feelings. So, the more you understand yourself – the better you are at talking to other people and at recognizing when they're upset or things that will upset them or also recognizing when they're doing things that are going to upset you and not emotionally reacting to that or knowing when to get out of the situation. Or reacting in an unexpected fashion, yeah, well, there's which, that which is the other thing that helps. <laughs> Um, Another
1: thing this can do for you is identifying toxic people in your life. Um, This can allow you to think a little bit about whether they are worth your time and your effort in keeping around.
0: And we talked about that a little bit earlier when we first started talking about the mental health things. But you you said that you had several people, when you looked back at your journal, that you ended up cutting out of your life that month. Yeah. But um, I am betting, knowing you, that you had written about them two or three months at least before yeah talking about this and working through whether or not to cut them out because you're not the type of person that just you know suddenly yeah. drops somebody. a year well it seems to them that you suddenly drop
1: them but it was just like a series of provocations and the other thing i do too is you know i get in the um, isolation tank mm-hmm. and if something keeps coming up over and over again like i get in there for three and a half hours yeah um Whatever you're perseverating on when you're in there, if you're, if you're mad about it or it's like, oh, I got to handle this, like you come out with a renewed vigor for fixing whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Like it, it brings it to focus real quick. Um, and then you write it down in your journal so you keep track of it. But that's kind of my flow, I guess.
0: That makes sense. So we've talked about some of the mental health benefits, but they're not the only health benefits. There are some benefits to your physical well-being that come from journaling. And so we're going to get into those now. The first one we're going to talk about is that it helps to increase your memory. The more activities that we take on and the older we get sometimes, the more there is to keep track of and remember, and that becomes harder. Like I know as we have added more on to what we do with the podcast and then with the meetup and the network and all the things that we keep adding, if I didn't have a task list of things to do, I would completely forget about it. And this is also why you guys hear me sometimes say, if you haven't heard back from me about your water bottle, send me another email because I know it's, you yeah, know, there's that's a kind lot of a soft
1: on. spot in the task flow too. There yeah. too. So I, I get that journaling regularly, not only creates a physical log, but the act of writing things down can improve your ability to remember them. Um, you know, I used to do this with my grocery list, you know, back in the day, like I would write it down. I could throw the paper away and remember it. I've, Aged a little bit since then, so it doesn't work as well as it used to. (laughs) Um, The other thing is it also prevents you from ruminating on negative thoughts. So you can actually kind of process the world around you instead of walking around looking at your
0: shoes. It really does. Next, it improves your immune functions. Regular writing improves not only emotional healing, but also physical healing. According to research done by Dr. James Pennybaker, the author of Writing to Heal, They found improved functionality in the immune system of participants that were doing writing exercises. He claims that journaling strengthens T lymphocytes. These are immune cells that fluctuate with stress and anxiety. Studies have also shown that journaling creates an emotional release that lowers anxiety, stress, and improves sleep. Yeah, and
1: another beneficial physical effect is lowered blood pressure. An increase in blood pressure many times is a result of long-term exposure to stress and anxiety. Uh, Other times, it's medical. Yeah. uh, Which I guess it eventually becomes medical if you leave it alone long enough regardless. Exactly. As we've discussed, journaling can help reduce stress and anxiety, therefore reducing the causes of high blood pressure. Uh, Dr. Pennebaker also found that strengthening T lymphocytes helps maintain low blood pressure.
0: Right. And this is in part because they... I guess if they're working better, that kills pathogens and yeah. stuff, too. So. Well, that, that kills pathogens, but uh, that cause inflammation in the in the blood vessels, which increases blood pressure. Also, it's a correlation, not a causation kind of thing. Right. So, he found that there is a correlation between more T lymphocytes and lower blood pressure.
1: Right. Well, here's the thing. More T lymphocytes are helpful. Well, yeah. So... Like, there's your benefit. (laughs) Up to a certain point. Yeah, up to a certain point. And then after that point,
0: maybe not so much. (laughs) Uh, So, the next benefit is that it can help with weight loss tracking. And starting the six-week program, I am doing a lot of this right now. So, if you're trying to lose weight, keeping a food journal can help you track and know what you eat and when.
1: Yeah, it's especially helpful when you start out to get a baseline. uh, So, that will... Show you where the trouble areas will be. Like when you're paying attention to what you eat and you write it down, you might not realize just how much junk food you're eating during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like you snarf on an entire bag of chips. You're like, oh, I just had a few chips. It's like, no, you had the big bag of Doritos, brother.
0: You yeah. know, it, it this is a technique that is used in behavioral therapy a lot when treating things like addiction or overeating. I learned this when I was in school and used it. I actually wrote a paper where I helped one of our friends to quit smoking, Ooh. uh, in, um, I think the advanced behavior analytics class, it was, it was interesting. It was like a semester long project that we did. And, uh, yeah, one of our friends quit smoking and she no longer smokes. It's pretty cool. That was 10 some odd years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what you want to do with it is to try and write down your emotions and your mood, uh, before and after you eat something, uh, whether it's healthy or unhealthy, yeah. Because this can help you see what's going on in that time. Now, like I said, me personally, I like to have my separate things and then I cross-reference. Yeah. You know, I, like, I like my data normalized. What can I say?
1: Right. You, you want a <laughs> relational DB and I want a document DB. It's fine. <laughs> uh, you know, I, like I've noticed that if I'm feeling cornered and financially stressed out, that I will drink a crap ton of soda. Like that seems to be a side effect that's fairly predictable. Um, and then I get all hyper and go to fix the problem. But that's not really a good feedback loop. You, you know, you want to be able to go, okay, I'm not going to drink soda. I'm going to do.
0: Yeah, I know. When, I, when I come else. in and you got like the huge Mountain Dews on your, your desk, I'm like, all right, he's been stressed. Yeah. So. <laughs> Knowing what triggers you into reaching for the soda or the box of cookies, that gives you power over it. And it puts you back in control.
1: Yeah, because I mean, the big thing there is like, if, you know, you can, you can either fight the soda Probably not gonna win, or if you take a step back and go, okay, let me get rid of this thing that's causing this problem and getting me into that state, then the soda is easy to get rid of mm-hmm. well, not easy, but it's it's actually doable
0: yeah, then you're not it's like with the behavior analysis stuff that I did. what we started with was just looking at when she smoked we just I just had her track when you're smoking don't don't stop smoke as much as you want, just the same patterns. We're just going to recognize a pattern. And what we found was the majority of the time she was smoking, she was driving. It was in the car. So, we couldn't stop her from driving. So, what we did was we took the smoking out around the periphery. And so, I think it was driving and first thing in the morning. So, I left those two and we took smoking out of the other parts of her day. Those were easy for her. No big deal. And so, then we cut back to half a cigarette in the morning. And we cut the amount that she smoked when driving in half. That was a little bit harder. And we, we just kind of narrowed it down from there over the course of three months. And eventually, she stopped smoking. She told me she had tried several different times to stop and had not been successful.
1: Right. It's Well, I mean, you want to deal
0: with the spark, not the explosion. Mm-hmm. That's basically what this is here. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, one of my coworkers, he recently quit smoking cigars. I know I've got smoking on the mind. I don't know why, but uh, are you stressed BJ? Just a little, just, ah. a. Little. but he, he quit and he was talking to me about it and things like that. And then a couple of weeks later, I see him where at work, he's putting his coat on to go outside. I'm like, where are you going? It's not lunchtime. He's like, I'm put, pulled up a cigar. I'm like, dude, what happened? And like, apparently his wife had gotten sick and like all this other stuff. And so he was really stressed out. He's like, I just, I'll go, I'll go back to it. After this passes, and that happens to a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I mean that's why people do the yo-yo dieting thing. Yeah. is they have
0: something that makes them go back to the food. Mm-hmm. And uh, journaling and keeping track of this can help you to stay on that because you look back and you go, "Look at all this that yeah. I have accomplished." Yeah, I really, I really got to fight that. Or you yeah. can
1: understand yeah. that, hey, I'm. This is something that is making me want to do this, so I'm. I'm going to now fight that. Instead of, oh, I just want a Coke. I don't Mm
0: -hmm. understand what the big deal is. Along those same lines, journaling can help you improve your exercise regularity. A lot of people have trouble creating new good habits, especially those based around regular exercise. So by getting into the habit of journaling daily, you'll make it easier to pick up other habits like exercise. So you, you start a good habit, journaling, and then that gets you into the habit of, Starting new habits. Right. (laughs) So to speak. Well, you've already got the infrastructure now to track things. Right. Uh, You want to keep track of your exercising using a journal or something else. I really like to use Spark People uh, because it's just, it's simple to track things. I can put food in there, it's already got all the nutritional stuff.
1: See, this is the thing where you've got like the digital tracking, and I have like a crappy notebook on a shelf. (laughs) (laughs) I've got my workouts from like all the way back to like 2011 in a notebook just like one line per thing you know here's what i did
0: it's it's funny because like in some areas i want the the old stuff and you want the the digital and that that is funny with the way that that works keeping track of your exercises it helps motivate you to keep going you know something about writing it down drives you to just keep pushing uh it also kind of prevents you from wanting to fudge the data you know because you're like I don't know. It is just this thing, and it may just be me, but when I'm tracking it, I don't want to go, oh... The temptation to say that you did 100 swings when you did
1: 94 yeah. is less when you write it down on paper than when you're talking about it
0: tomorrow. Right. Yeah. That's that's exactly what I was getting at. Um, And you'll also be able to monitor your success and better diagnose failures. We've kind of hinted at that all throughout this episode. The final thing we're going to talk about under... Health benefits is that it helps you to track illness and recovery. You know, regularly writing can help you track the progress or find out diagnostic information about an illness. You can track things that trigger or make your symptoms worse to find out what to avoid. Now, this is how I found out that I can't eat onions. Um, you know, I- I've got a note in here onions for beach, like flowers for algernon without the rats, but yeah. it was obviously late at night when you wrote that. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> the third
1: time Flowers for Algernon has come up in the last day and a half. Stuff I've read. I don't know why.
0: It's huh. huh. interesting. Um, but, yeah, no, I uh, I found out that I couldn't eat onions because a friend of ours that we went to college with, he was in medical school at the time. And we were talking on Facebook, and I was getting really sick all the time. And I kept – I was telling him about it. He, I think he was back on summer break or something, but we were talking, and – I was explaining how, yeah, I've been to the hospital, done this and that. And he's like, well, have you tried keeping a food journal? I was like, no. So I started writing down what I ate and then if I got sick. And what we tracked it back to was about four hours after I ate onions, I'd get sick every time. And it, it wasn't easy because it wasn't oh, onions four hours later. This, it was I ate this thing. And four hours later, I got sick. I ate this other thing and four hours later, I got sick. So, it was weeks of doing that before we were able to track down and go, all right, what do all of these things have in common? They all had onions in them. Yep. But it was because I kept up with that and did that tracking that we were able to find that out. I stopped eating onions. I stopped getting sick.
1: Yeah. It made a big difference in your life. Uh, It did also make it a lot more difficult to go to a restaurant with
0: you. (laughs) Well, there's that. yeah. Yeah. You know, doctors and nurses do this in hospitals all the time. It's called charting. Journaling can also be used to track the progress of treatment. And they a lot of times they have cancer patients do this when they're going through chemo and radiation to to track how they're feeling and things like that. Um, I know back when AIDS was a big epidemic and they didn't know what was going on and they're still developing treatments for it. Yeah, because at one point they thought it was a type of cancer. Yeah, like, like back back when AIDS, they well they knew it was a virus, but they they, they weren't sure how and why it was affecting certain people and not others. Um, what they did was they would have people track their days and they'd take notes and journal, you know, how they felt because they were trying all these different medications and trying to find things that worked for them. Yeah, guys, regularly writing in a journal can help us to take the puzzle pieces of our thoughts and feelings and put them together in a logical pattern. Not only are we better able to understand ourselves, but the world around us and how we interact with it as well. With so many benefits, it's no wonder most psychologists will tell you to keep a journal. Now, coming out later, we'll be talking about the personal and professional growth benefits of journaling. Be sure to check that out as we'll see how keeping a personal journal can help you in your career beyond the interpersonal benefits that we've already discussed. That pretty much wraps us up. Before we close everything out, Will, what do you have for us this week for Tricks of the Trade?
1: I just want to point out the difference between what you say publicly and what you think privately. Um, I know a lot of people that um, really could use some journaling uh, type behavior uh, you know, for this because, Just because you thought something doesn't mean that it has to come out of your mouth. Uh, That's part of the benefit of the journaling is you can go, okay, I think this way. I feel this way. Let me write it down and get it out as opposed to, say, going into work and just dropping it like a bomb on everybody else. We've all had situations at work that have ticked us off. Most of those situations are not improved by actually verbalizing the problem. Um, At least not in an angry, emotional way. It's something you really should work on if you regularly find that you are popping off at the mouth emotionally. That indicates that you're not letting your inner voice get out where it should be.
0: Yeah, the journaling can get that out there. Uh, A lot of times, getting that out and then sleeping.
1: Yeah, sleep on it.
0: Really resets your thought process. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I mean, the big thing here is, um, just be cognizant of the fact that just because you feel a certain way does not necessarily mean that you need to express how you feel. Um, I just, I see this a lot in the development community with, um, especially a lot of the people that are kind of new at it, uh, getting wound up at stuff. I mean, I, good grief. I was on Quora, um, over the weekend and saw some, some threads where people were just exploding about how they're, you know the way their boss treats them makes them feel bad, and you're looking at the situation. It's like that's not really that abnormal. And yes, everybody has felt that way at some point. But you know, you're verbalizing it, you're putting it under your real name. You know, you're, you're a Google search away from that dude finding it. And so, just be careful about that kind of stuff. That's not um, that's not a very adult way to deal with things. So that's all I got. If you have a question or comment, please email us at neckbeards at completedeveloperpodcast.com. Our theme music is an excerpt from Standby for Titanfall by Pure
0: Bells, available on SoundCloud and licensed through Creative Commons. The intro music for IOTs is Hillbilly Hip Hop by Jason Belcher. For references, show notes, and to sign up for weekly emails with extra tips and insights, be sure to check out the website at completedeveloperpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at CompleteDevPod and like our page on Facebook to keep up with news about the show. Catch us each week as we broadcast live talking about what's going on in the tech world and answering listener questions. Learn more about all of our shows and groups by
1: going to completedevelopernetwork.com where you'll find links to Junior Developer Toolbox, Developer Launchpad, and our other communities. Thanks for listening. See you next time.